You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. It's Katie, the Nursepreneur Mentor, and today on the Nursepreneur Podcast, I have Beth Nydick of the Blue Barn Kitchen. This is health. Uh, this is a health-focused lifestyle brand, and Beth is a certified health coach, mother of two, and she decided to become a health coach to fulfill her passion of working with clients to improve their health and family. So thank you so much for being on uh, the podcast with us. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Great. So, um, you know, lifestyle changes are something that, especially in the healthcare industry or as nurses, we, we tell our patients all this all the time. So we'll get a patient with stroke and, well, you need to make lifestyle changes or they have cancer. Well, lifestyle changes. But we don't ever put any kind of like meaning or give them the steps on how to do this. Like, it, and it's very intimidating. So where do you start with something like this? Like, where, where did your brand idea come from and, and uh, uh, how did you put this together? Well, it really goes back to when I was younger. So I was diagnosed with IBS when I was 16, um, which was in the dark ages. So <laughs> I say, there was no gluten-free anything or dairy-free anything or any, anything free anything. And I had to really figure it out on my own. Um, and I did that by like literally sitting on the floor of libraries going through books. I like to read, thank God. Um, and it, it enlightened a passion in me to be able to to help other people make those changes so that they could live a healthy and whole life because, you know, I don't know how much your your listeners know about IBS, but, you know, you don't usually go that far from home because you kind of need to be, you know, you kind of need to be close. Yeah, I don't think we appreciate IBS as much as we should. No, it's, it's really debilitating. Um, and, you know, that over the years and through my training, that really turned to, into helping people, like you said, that were <clears throat> diagnosed with cancer or diabetes or high cholesterol and they come to me, and I'm, I'm all about the lifestyle changes, but only if you can do it in tiny, tiny baby steps, because otherwise, it never works. I have mm-hmm. plenty of people I've spoken to who are like, well, I'm going to be vegan. How long does that last? Usually four days. Or I'm, like, I'm not going to eat meat. Okay, so you're going to eat carbs instead? Like, there, you know, people, and, and, you know, I really feel like the doctors should give people more of a a plan or work with them or, you know, or send them to somebody like me so that can work up a real plan that they can make those lifestyle changes so that they can be healthier and, you know, help and help themselves live the life that they want to, because being sick, you know, especially that way or having an IBS or, or, or any really medical illness, being sick is awful. You know, no one wants to be sick, but also no one wants to change how they live in overnight. And you really can't do it to be, to be successful in the long run. Right. And it's something that we see kind of over and over because you get this initial response, like somebody has a life altering event and they're like, yeah, I'm going to make that change. And, uh, and we reinforce it with the lifestyle changes. And then like six weeks later, when they come for their follow up, they're like, yeah, you know, just kind of like you're saying, I fell off that wagon. And, you know, I even had a speaker who came to speak to one of my classes uh, recently. And, uh, you know, she used the term intensive lifestyle changes. And I was like, oh, my God, like, (laughs) <laughs> you just shut me down with that word. <laughs> like, what does that mean? In the plan, if you're really going to make that lifestyle change. And I've helped people who are deciding and who are not sick and who are sick. 
who want to make that change and understand that you need that support. So, so you know, when a client works with me, they get their self, my cell phone number. And I always say to them, don't be afraid to, to text me. Don't be afraid to send me the menu at the restaurant. Don't be afraid to call me if you're in the middle of the grocery store because those times are when you need the most support and those are the times that you can make the wrong choices. Well, so that's, that's amazing. So that's how you, so you are um, working one-on-one -on -one with patients or not, I'm sorry, not patient people. <laughs> There's not all just patients in the world. One-on-one uh, <laughs> um, -on -one with these, with people to help them to establish lifestyle changes. Exactly. Okay. And, really and I really talk to them about baby steps um, and really making it seamlessly and, you know, effortlessly is one of those words that I try to use a lot in my practice because people are always like, oh, it's so much work. I have to do this. I have to, you know, whatever they have to do. So I really try to break it down. So it is effortless. And how do you, how do you do that? Do you have some kind of system that you walk people, people through or, and how do you, how do you make it effortless? Um, it is a system and, and it changes for each individual person. You know, I always start with education because I find that people, you know, no, what do I, <laughs> somebody said to me the other day, they're like, a lot of people have a Buzzfeed education on nutrition. <laughs> And they do. So we start with education um, and then we really have a plan. And it's like, okay, so this week you're going to have two and a half sodas instead of four and you're going to replace the half a soda with water and the full soda with seltzer. So we really get that detailed and that small because if they can make those changes, there's like a switch that goes off in their heads that says, oh, I can do this. So when I'm making the change from, I don't know, cheeseburgers to a regular burger it's not it's not so horrendous right and, and you know i think that's something that's really important as well as making those small changes because there's nothing uh worse than feeling like you have to change and, and and most of the time it's it's an all or nothing type of game that we play uh you know like you said i'm gonna go 100 percent vegan uh, super vegan or, or whatever it is and it, it's just not sustainable um, it, it's too big of a lifestyle change and uh, you know I think that we don't always think about making those little changes first and then over time you've actually made it a substantial change exactly and I do live with you know from kids you know I work with kids who are six seven eight who are picky eaters or you know even ones that have some uh, digestive issues you know, to grandmas that, you know, are put on different medications and they, they need to change the way that they're eating. Oh, I need your help because I have a six-year-old that is, lives off of, uh, you know, peanut butter and jelly. And oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need some lifestyle changes. I understand. <laughs> um, so, so, so if you were my client, I would examine, like, what kind of peanut butter and jelly, what kind of bread, what the situation is, and if you could upgrade, say, if you're using a you know, not that you are, I'm sure you, you're not, but like, say you're using a peanut butter that's, you know, added sugars and added this and added that, we would change the peanut butter slowly, because it's a kid, to so that it's eventually like a whole grain bread with, you know, high quality peanut butter and high quality jam. Uh. So upgrading the type of food that you're eating for little kids, because we're not going to take his peanut butter and jelly away. Right, right. Love, who doesn't love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? <laughs> but you know, have the quality of food upgraded is really works well with kids. Awesome. All right. So, you know, when we look at your website, you have this 
big, beautiful website that you have. And, wow. you know, I see that you're a regular on the Dr. Oz show. And it looks like from the outside that you just like have it all going on, right? So, um, <laughs> Yeah, you're so, <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> so, uh, could take us back a, a couple steps where you know before the big website and stuff, and and how did you come up with this idea? I know you said you had IBS at the age of sixteen and stuff, but like, how did that become a business? How did you go from being reading on the floor to having this beautiful website? <laughs> I feel like there's a few steps missing here. Yeah, I'm a TV producer. Um, before children, BC, before children. Um, and I was always interested, I worked for MTV and NBC, and I was always interested in like whatever food stuff they were doing, House of Style, that kind of stuff. Um, but then I had, I was lucky enough to not work when I had kids. So they, when they went to school, I was okay. I said to my husband, I have to do something. I'm not a good, like do nothing kind of woman. Like I need to be doing something, selling, making something. Um, and I went and got my certification in nutrition and started seeing one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, that was 2010, yeah, 2010. Um, and, I, and I really enjoyed helping people along their journey to feeling better. Um, you know, I, I ended up the head of nutrition at a, at a, um, a big gym, like a national gym that's around here that, that's over across the United States. Um, I've always had my own practice and I built it that way. And the Dr. Oz came apart, came, came along um, one of the producers on Dr. Oz was one of my followers on Facebook. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> she was doing, they were doing a blog, a nutrition or, you know, lifestyle blogger supported nutrition program. Um, and I became, a, I think it was 2016, 17 Dr. Oz blogger. Wow. Um, so it was really my, you know, people always say in business, like just put out good content. And that's like an example. I was just putting out good content and talking about my clients and she liked me enough to put me on TV. That's that's really amazing. So yeah, building those relationships, providing value, and exactly. establishing relationships um, got right. you on Doctor Oz. Times because I establish a relationship with them, and I, you know, it's more than just you know what are you working on? Can you put me on? You know, it's really supporting them and what they're trying to accomplish. Because um, I'm, <laughs> I always feel like I'm a little older. Than the, than the lifestyle blogger that's normally they're interacting with and I and the women that I'm interacting with are a little bit younger. Um, the gatekeepers <laughs> are a little younger. I was one of those a long time ago, so I understand. And honestly, I think that my past TV experience really helps them understand that I, you know, I, I'm going to perform well. I'm not going to freak out. Like I know what it's like to be on TV and I have the content and the training and the ideas behind it. So I'll be a good guest. Um, and so if somebody were interested in getting on TV, and this is kind of going in a different direction, but um, how do you get in touch with those gatekeepers or what would you say to, to somebody like that? It's pitching. It's coming up with your ideas and pitching is really what it's all about. You know, after I've been on Dr. Oz for the last four years, you know, now I just get emails of what they're working on and, you know, I have that relationship with them, but I'm trying to get on other shows um, and it's really pitching whatever ideas or what I'm working on that coincides with what kind of segments they're doing or what kind of stories they're writing um, and it's all about timing. Okay so you really have to kind of follow what they're doing and be empathetic into into what they're looking for and uh, right. make it about them. Exactly and you know you're gonna get a thousand no's before you get one yes and that has to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a hard part. You send out one pitch, and you're like, they didn't like me. Exactly. I've hired. Um, so I also have a cocktail book, a cookbook that came out 
Um, I saw that. That looks yeah. awesome. I'm totally gonna. Yeah. We hired a, a publicist, you know, and and got some help that way. And I've gotten some great press from the book. But a lot of it, it's gotten from, you know, DMing them on Instagram and Facebook and directing them to whatever I'm working on and looking on their Facebook. Like, so for your listeners, I found a producer at Good Morning America. I follow her on Facebook. I follow her on Instagram. Last week, I, she posted something about food. I DM'd her about food, and now we're kind of talking. Oh, wow. Roach that I want to be on, but she knows who I am. She's, I'm assuming she's not a stupid person and understands why I'm DMing her. So <laughs> it's a game that you all kind of play, but it's really establishing those relationships to be able to get on to do what you want to do. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw you were also on The Chew. Yeah, but I have to say, like, being on TV is fun and everything, and it gets you some exposure, but it's monetizing or using that exposure as credibility to really get to what you want to be doing. Which is what you're doing. So tell us more about what you are doing right now. So right, so I have a, my cocktail book is called Clean Cocktails. It's regular cocktails with spirits made with herbs, spices, fruits, and vegetable juices. So none of those heavy, harsh chemicals or gross colors. Um, And what I'm really working on right now is doing more speaking engagements um, and and speaking in front of groups about persistence and perseverance, um, working through what you have and the, and the passion and the talents that you have so that you can use that in whatever you want the end goal is for yourself. Um, and while I do that, I, I am seeing clients. I love my clients. I never give up that part of my business because I really get so much. I, I guess I get as much as my clients do. Like when they call me and they're off their heart medication or they call me and they said, those pants fit. Like I just got the chills just saying it because you're really helping somebody make a difference in their lives and it's immediate and it's consistent. And, you know, I've had clients for like eight years, like since I started I've oh, wow. that come, you have know, to come back and forth. They stay with me, they go back, you know, if they have events coming up. Um, but I really enjoy those relationships because I know how much that I'm a part of their success in their life. And now that their kids are older or their parents are older, I can help several generations um, to really just live healthfully. It's not even living your best life. It's just not being in pain every day or not feeling like crap every day and feeling having energy. And, you know, I always say <laughs> to my clients, you know, if you eat really well, your skin will look good. And <laughs> my skin will look good. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. Like it, everything goes back to, you know, what you put into your body, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. So this book, The Clean Cut, I saw that on your website and I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what I want because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's when you go out to have a drink, it's just like you lose all those calories just having one drink and stuff. Exactly. Um, so why work out and eat well all week and have one drink on the weekends and blow it? Yeah. So did you have a publisher for that or did you self-publish? Yeah. Okay. No, we had, a, I have a co-author who's fantastic um, and we, it's a great, it's a great, I'll tell the story really short. You know, I met this woman. Uh, we had lunch and I was like, I have an idea. Like I had this book idea for a while. I told her the idea and she was like, I love the idea. Let's do it. So I didn't know that she had a friend who was a best-selling New York Times best-selling author. That woman gave us her agent's name. The agent took a meeting. We wrote a proposal. We got signed by the agent. We saw several publishers and within four months we had a book deal. That's crazy. <laughs> but we also had only six weeks, six, was it six weeks? No, sorry, nine weeks to write and produce the book. Oh my gosh, how did you do that? I was drunk. 
<laughs> for most of it now. I always say like the first three months of last year, I was drunk because my kids would go to school and I would come home and make cocktails. And so would she. We both, you know, we split it up um, or we would do it together. We would make cocktails. To we had to test every cocktail. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and it was great. It was, it, it was a great experience. You know, my partner and I also did the styling for the book for all the, for most of the photos, uh, which we were really proud of because I, I think they came out fantastic. Um, and it's been really fun. We've had some amazing press. We were in Oprah. We were in Better Homes and Gardens. Uh, Wendy Williams, Tori Birch. We had a full page of Star Ledger. Like the the publicity has been really amazing. Did you do the publicity yourself, or was I'm sorry? Was that last one? Sorry, go ahead. Did you do the publicity no, you know, as yourself? A like it's really using that press and the products that you put out there, or the service that you put out there. That press is your credibility to be able to move on to the next level of what you want to be doing. Yes. That's so true. And that's, it's actually one area in particular, especially for nurses that, uh, you know, we tend to, we have this tendency to kind of hide from the limelight and, you know, just kind of like we're the behind the scenes people. So when I talk about uh, media with some of the nurses or even just video like you, you need to go and oh no I can't do video <laughs> you know and it's kind of funny the way that uh, you know but it's so important I think to step out of your comfort zone into something like um, getting media and getting exposure to really promote your idea. A hundred percent and you know the, your nurses have so much more credibility to start out with than I do. You know, I don't have a, I don't have a degree like that and, and I find that there's a huge proportion of the, our demographic that only listens to people with medical degrees. I have, I have so many friends or like past clients that are, you know, I would say something and they're like, no, no, no. And then I see they're doing it. Oh, my doctor told me to do that. I'm like, well, I've been telling you to do that for five years. <laughs> I have one, one friend who, um, her having horrible headaches. And I said, it's a high fructose corn syrup in your diet. Like I knew it was doctor said it was took it out of his diet felt better. And I was like, well, I've been telling you that. I think that your listeners just maybe think about that part of it, but your credibility is, your credibility is higher than the normal blogger or the normal lifestyle person anyway. Um, so maybe that's a little bit of motivation to be like, Oh, if I already have some credibility, then I'll be seen as an expert off the bat instead of having to build my credibility. Right. Now you also, um, it looks like you sell food as well. So do you make this food at home or how do you, how do you do that? Yeah, the commercial kitchen. Um, I, you know, it's a real, it's a, when I go into stores, I'm like, I didn't make this at home. It's a real company. <laughs> the real products. We're in um, 11 stores in New Jersey and um, it's a snack bar or like a, a meal bar, depending on your activity for the day. Um, it's seeds, nuts, and oats, and a honey nut butter base. I know, it sounds good. Dark chocolate. There's a cashew butter base and a peanut butter base right now. We're working on a chocolate peanut butter base. Oh, yum. Yeah, they're really, you know what, they're, they're really good. They're not high in sugar. They're very high in carbs, I'm sorry, very high in fiber and protein. Um, and it's something that I needed a break. A couple of years ago, I was like, I need a break from helping people. Like, I needed to, like, just regroup. And I worked at a um, juice bar and I was like, I need to come up with something for this juice bar. And that was something that I had been feeding my kids and making at home forever. Um, and I started making it. And I remember like the first week I made like two dozen, they were gone in a day. <laughs> oh, I guess I have something here. So I went out to other stores 
And I literally walk in the store. I'm like, hi, my name's Beth. Da -da -da -da. Would you like, can you try this? And after they try it, they stock it. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, but it's a lot of me pretending if I don't have the confidence that day or if I have the confidence that day, you know, to really go in a store and be like, here's my thing. Please like it. Yeah, you know, that's, that's very, very helpful because I feel like there's, we have this idea that there's a very formal process where you have to meet with like uh, the corporates and, you know, have this discussion and blah, 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 as opposed to, I'm going to walk into the store and give <laughs> the guy in the back some taste of it and see if they'll stock it. Exactly. Um, I think that, that I should be doing this or I should have a website or my Instagram should, like, you have to stop with the shoulds and really start with what your motivation is to do it. Like, yeah. My partner tells a funny story that we were once you know, in the middle of, we were, the book was finished and we were working on publicity and there's a website that you can go on to get people's um, agents. So I, we were literally like calling like Tom Cruise's agent and like Katie Holmes and like any chef we could think of, like, you know, nobody called us back, but at like eight o'clock on a Sunday night, we were calling people's agents to see if they would be interested in you're talking about our book on their Instagram. Oh my like, God. Not be afraid of, afraid of re rejection, afraid of people thinking that you look silly because if you think you're going to look silly, I bet anyone else would be like, she's brave. We're good for her. Yeah. That's... You know, make up these stories in our heads instead of being in action. And I'm really about being in action instead of making up stories. That's, um, I love that story. And I think that's such an important point to really drive home is that, uh, you know, if you make a list of people that you want to contact, and it doesn't matter if it's like the CEO of Disney, like there yeah. is a way to get in touch with them. <laughs> there is. I saw something on LinkedIn the other day that she it was a woman who works in um, business entrepreneurs, you know, like a health a business coach. And she had just, I think in her thing, I just put in like the president of LinkedIn. And he responded to her question. I saw that. Yeah, I, I saw that, that as well. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be so difficult. <laughs> and it's really not because people want to help other people. They, right. I've never had anyone not help, honestly. I'm thinking about it. Like, you know, anyone that I that was in a position to help has always helped. And all you need to do is ask, enroll them in your idea and people will stand up for you. No, it, that is, it's such great advice. Um, I love that. Uh, so you're, um, you're, you have a lot of blog posts. You have a lot of freebies on your website. You give a lot of value on your website. Um, so when you were first, did you start out as a blog first and foremost, or did you start out as a, a business and then it just kind of all these pieces came together? It was a business. My first name was called, was Blueprint for Health and Wellness which was like the longest website ever. <laughs> um, and it was all recipes and meal plans and instructions. Um, honestly, I went to an event called Blog Her, which was like in, it was in New York City that year. And I was like, I could do this. I could work with brands and get paid that way and to, you know, always boosting my credibility. So it kind of turned into both. Um, I really enjoyed the recipe development part of it and putting up new recipes um, but as a business, I need to continually put out new great content. And that's why there's so many blog posts. And if you look at that, they're not very long, you know, and they're always directed back to a recipe. Um, but I felt like I needed to put out that consistent content to be able to get people to really come back to my website and engage. Right. My website and, my, and my social media. 
Yeah, I, I think a lot of times the hard part when you're starting out a business is you go to these other businesses and you see like, oh my God, I got to have a hundred blog posts before I can open my business. <laughs> uh, so that's something that you built up over, over time, right? I started my website, I think I had two recipes. Like, you know, if you want to be in this business, you have to be comfortable putting yourself out there from the beginning. And the more you push yourself to be uncomfortable in the start, I think the better off you are five, 10 years down the road. I definitely see that. And that's something that I um, have experienced myself as well. It's like pushing that comfort zone. Like, you know, no, I can't do video to, um, you know, I can't contact segment producers on TV to, you know, whatever the next no is that I can't do. It's just kind of like, well, okay. <laughs> you know, and it's so scary when you first start out, but, you know, the more you do something, the easier it seems to get. Right. And who told you no? Like, think, like, whoever's starting out. Who told you no in sixth grade and why do you still believe them? That is really powerful too. (laughs) Think about it. Like, so I was a little chunky when I was in sixth grade and I had, I was like, you know, the first one of my friends that had boobs and hips. And I remember like a, my um, sixth grade teacher, like making a comment about my Adidas shorts, like body shaming me in sixth grade. Wow. And it stuck with me for a little while. Um, until I was older and was like, who the hell was this guy to like make fun of me? Like I, you know, I don't need to keep that, keep that in my psyche. And as soon as I let it go, I, you know, it never bothered me again. But it was like that, um, you know, you're not good enough. You don't look this right way. You're, you know, you're not the typical this, typical whatever, you know, whatever it is that you were told that you weren't good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, whatever enough. It's letting go of that notion that other person's putting on you it's freedom. It is freedom. Yeah. That's something that I learned in business. Uh, You know, I didn't learn this in the hospital. I didn't learn it in healthcare. I didn't learn it in nursing school. I learned it in business when it was just kind of like, what is the problem here? Like there's some very specific, um, you know, straightforward things that you need to do to get the business up and running. And, you know, the fact that you're not doing them is the problem. (laughs) Yeah. You know, until I found like a schedule, I'm really all about time blocking. Do you do that? I, I do. I, I do. Um, I like list. That's kind of my thing, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a lister. I'm a time blocker. I, I, you know, I do a lot of different things. So if I didn't time block, I'd get nothing done. So I'm, <laughs> How does that so, work? Like what, what do you do? So like, I know be, before nine is like getting the kids to school and gym, you know, work for working out or whatever I'm doing. Then from 9 to 9.45, I do this. From 9.45 to 10, I take a break. From 10 to 10.30, like whatever I'm doing for that week, I really block it out. Because I oh, I have two teenage boys in high school, and I really want to be engaged with them after school. I'm lucky enough to be able to be around. So I work as much as I can from 9 to 2.45. It's not that much time. No. But I always feel like when I time block, I'm actually getting a lot more done than, let's say, somebody that works in an office from 9 to 5 every day. Because I'm, I'm, what's the right word? Like I'm really uh, honed in on what my timing needs to be. And I'm also knowing what I'm going to be doing. Right. And how long I have to do it and how long I have to accomplish it and what I'm trying to accomplish. So I have goals every day of what I'm doing. And I know the time blocking is going to get me that done. 
Uh, you're absolutely right with that because I, I know from working nine to five in uh, an office setting that I got maybe about two or three hours of work <laughs> done a day. I don't know what else I was doing the rest of the day, but <laughs> and I think they talk about that. Not having that that office experience is to really be around other people all day. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if you see people during the day. You know, I see, I see three clients every couple days. You know, depending on I do a lot of Skype clients. I don't see them in person anymore. Um, so I have people around the world, but I love when I have somebody come in the office, I'm like, Oh, somebody I can't speak to. <laughs> let's have coffee. Let's, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, and they're like, Beth, I've been here for an hour and a half. My appointment's only 45 minutes. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, but you know, that part of it, um, is a real, is, is a, is I think the detriment for some people, I know I've had some problems with it. So I really block into that time, coffee with somebody twice a week, lunch with somebody once every other week in-person meetings, you know, Skype, something so I can be tangible with other people, but I have to work that in. And lunch, I'm always, sometimes I forget to eat. So I do work in lunch too. <laughs> and those are the good networking ways too, to always keep yourself front and center. Exactly, I just joined a book club. She's, this woman's a branding coach and she has like a free book club. And I've met these amazing women through that, but I know that every third, you know, Friday I have that book club meeting. Oh, fun. <laughs> it makes a difference. It does make a difference. Fun snacks and healthy things for them. That's funny. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good way to uh, really market yourself as well. Oh, yes. That's awesome. I want to try your um, your oat, um, those bars. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm pretty close to New Jersey, so I might do what, <laughs> what stores are you guys in? Uh, we're in small juice, bar juice bars. Juice bars, okay. Uh, in small... Um, Supermarkets, like I'm um, trying to get into Dean's Market. If anyone's listening, knows Dean's Market. I really like to get into that. Grassroots, <laughs> Free Life, um, you know, those kind of smaller Trader Joe's type of uh, healthy supermarkets. Yeah, because it's like the, the one thing, like you go into Wawa or something, and it, it's just like, I can't eat anything in this place. It's exactly. disgusting. <laughs> you can't. Um, you know, and, and those, it's funny, he's like, I'm, I have a intention to go to Dean's Market on Tuesday. They have four locations. I really want to be in there. So I'm just going to go and meet the managers and get them to taste my stuff. Well, I, I love your attitude and I love the way that you just do things that, uh, you know, seem very obvious, like that's exactly what you should do, but at the same time, very difficult to do because, uh, you know, there's so many reasons why you shouldn't, <laughs> right? And well, you know, just... I do do a little business coaching on the side and I really, um, I have an affinity for business coaches because I, I feel like if I had hired a business coach when I started, I'd be in a different place. Mm -hmm. The clarity they can give you and the support that they can give you is amazing. Um, you know, I've done a lot of work and a lot of seminars and that kind of stuff to get to where I am, but it's really all it's, it's um, with nutrition or business or whatever you're doing. It's really their point of view. Mm -hmm. you, know, you decided that I'm going to eat healthier. Okay. What does that mean to you? And what are you going to eat? You know, you're not going to go pick up the mozzarella tomato sandwich today. You're going to get the salad. So then be, be proud of yourself for doing that. Right. You're proud of yourself for saying I should, you know, I should have whatever on it, 500 people on Instagram before I really sell something. So sell something and be proud of yourself for getting over the block you were putting in front of yourself for anything. Like people have lots of blocks about eating healthy, which always amazes me. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. I shouldn't eat this. You know, it's like, who put that in your head? 
and let's get you to a place where you want to experience things and change things and do things differently. So not only, so depending on what you're doing, so you're eating healthier, feeling better, your business going somewhere, you're monetizing, whatever it is, it's both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. Healthy living lifestyle experts have the propensity to not eat so healthy and not be so healthy because we're working so hard and trying to get everything done for everybody else. Right. Our nurses are the same way. We have exactly that with nurses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because you're so busy taking care of everybody else, uh, your health goes to the wayside. And yeah. the other problem we have is uh, our our family members like to bring donuts to the unit. I swear to God, every time I go into the hospital, I'm like gain 10 pounds because <laughs> it's donuts and they're so hard to turn down because we got so many amazing donut shops around here. <laughs> I have a blog post about like, what if Dunkin' Donuts was apples and bananas instead of donuts? What if uh, it was like red delicious, pink lady, like all the different kinds of apples. Right. Donuts. <laughs> what would like our society look like if people were stopping for coffee and a banana instead of coffee and a donut. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> point of view. Oh, gosh. Um, all right, Beth, uh, this was, was, was really great talking to you. Um, Thank you. Now, you, where can people find you on the internet? And, uh, you know, is, is there any last things that you want to kind of say to any to the audience? Yes. Um, so it's, it's uh, bluebarnkitchen.com is my website. On Facebook and Instagram, you can find Blue Barn Kitchen, but also look up Beth Nidick. You know, um, I was advised by my business coach last year to stop always using my brand name because I'm the brand also. Um, so Beth Nidick on um, Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, okay. You know, if anyone's heard, listened to anything I had to say and has questions or wants support, please DM me or PM me or email me. I'm always available to help. I'm just one of those people that likes to help. So I'm always available to help people um, with a couple words of encouragement and maybe a clue um, to what they're doing. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Katie. I really appreciate being on today. I hope you have a great day.